Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. R.J. Redden is a good friend of mine i've met through a, another connection we have online together steve rosenbaum and i was so impressed by what she was doing i just had to get her on the program today to share all about it with you she is a coach who helps her clients skyrocket their business how by helping them to find their marketing superpower amen now this is part two of a great two-part interview. So if you missed part one, you need to go back and catch up because I just don't have time to replay stuff that we've talked about yesterday. And I'm telling you, you need to hear what RJ has been talking about. I mean, she's got this down to an art and folks, you need to get in touch with her. So let's just jump right back into the interview now with RJ Redden. Well, why should people consider having a bot for their own business or for their business? Why should they have their own bot? Well, <clears throat> you may have heard of a little thing called GPT. Mm, once or twice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, whoa. Uh, that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into that technology as well. And so many people, you know, they've kind of People are jumping on the bandwagon. Companies are jumping on the bandwagon, left, right, center, and from above. Please block your head. Uh, they are everywhere getting into this stuff every day. There's some there's some software in my inbox going. We've now got GPT. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, amen. And so it's. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw this chart. Bob, but there was this, uh, there was this chart that, uh, I think it came from Statista. Um, but it was, uh, time to a million accounts and it showed all of these big, you know, Facebook, it took two and a half years, Netflix, it took Netflix, it took three years, all of these behemoths that we think about today, um, getting an account set up GPT five days. Wow. Wow. I know. Um, and there are other forums out there. I just, for me, become an expert in one, become the go-to person for one, mm. not the generalist for everything. So I focus on GPT, but, uh, but yeah, the, it's, it's really taken over people's imaginations. Uh, I would imagine that every Every place that had software development around November, they were making their plans for next year, and then they threw them all out um, <laughs> because we got we got work to do, people. So why should why should anyone care about GPT? It's made to make your job simpler and easier, just like mine is. Um, it's your competitors are absolutely using it. 
Um, now, I mean, that, that does depend. I mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to paint everyone with the same brush. That's not fair. Uh, but, but most, most people are thinking about using this in some way, even if it's, Hey, give me a perfect banana bread recipe. Mm -hmm. Uh, people are using this thing. And the cool thing, you know, about being an entrepreneur is that we can turn on a dime. We can change ideas. We can change directions. Um, And for me, the businesses that take advantage of this on the outset are going to be more advanced and are going to be leaders in that space. Now, if you do plumbing for a living, why would you care? Well, it you could provide for your, you know, for your employees if you have them a whole data bank of how things are done and how you know, you could train people in new techniques without having to absolutely know everything yourself. You could start doing specialty plumbing, which of course costs more than regular. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I mean there are a million ways that any business could could brainstorm and kind of get in on that technology. People are afraid of it. I totally understand. Um, will it ever cause a worldwide crazy something that might happen? It's possible. Um, there are also a lot of other things uh, that could cause a worldwide whatever. And so uh, so for me, playing in the space where I am, which is generative AI, generative AI is not what folks uh, are folks on the upper tiers are afraid of. It's the next step that people are afraid of. Yeah. Uh, and it's the next step that they're they're trying to get out ahead of by, Well, not not even regulating. Uh, I mean, government's part of it, but government's so slow compared to technology that it just never, you know, it don't keep up. Um, But seeking to regulate themselves, seeking seeking to have some sort of authority that people answer to for the things that they invent, which is smart. Yeah, it's smart. Amen. Amen. So why should everyone consider having their own bot for their own business? Consider having your own bot for your own business because simplifying your life, I'm going to say this, not everybody wants to make $3 billion by the time they pass. Not everybody wants that lifestyle. Everybody has different goals, right? Some people have goals uh, that could totally be fine with uh, 250 grand a year. Uh, with some, it's it's more than that. With some, it's less, right? But no matter what goals, no matter what monetary goals people have, there are some things that unite us as a people, as humans. And that is, most of us want to be social. We want to have relationships. We want to spend time doing things that are effective. We want to spend time creating awesome adventures and memories with our loved ones and our friends. Most of us want that, no matter what we want to make. What if you could push a button and spend more time creating memories with family and friends, loving people, helping transform what we got on the earth right now? Why, you know, what if you could push a button and do that? Yeah. 
that's why I consider a bot. That's why I consider a bot because right now people are so bogged down. They're so bogged down with all of the things that entrepreneurs are supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be posting on uh, all these networks 78 times a day. We're supposed to be uh, doing reels while we're standing on our head doing a TikTok. I mean, we're supposed to be doing all of these things. Get a bot. A bot can handle some of that weight while you go off and do the thing that you were brought upon this earth to do. That is why. Yeah, and I know for some people it is definitely a, a technology fear yeah. syndrome, right? But yeah. my grandsons, and this is true story. He was let's see, he's twenty two now, so this has been probably six years ago. Some game that was real popular online. He built a bot to buy and sell these things, you know, mm-hmm. that they to promote the game, you know, more strength or superpowers or whatever it was. He built it himself. He just, you know, learned how to program it and wrote the program, put it on there. The dude makes half a million dollars a year and he's in college. Yeah. Just from that one bot. Now he's improved it as he went. But I mean, he went out, paid cash for a Tesla. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like, like, hey, uh, you know, your your crapa could use a little bit of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the the technology, like you said, if you specialize, that's the one thing. You know, Google wants him to come work for him. You know, yeah. type thing. You know, and uh, you know, so I mean, he's got his futures made. The second grandson followed in the same footsteps. He's not at half a million dollars. He's about a hundred grand a year right now. But, you know, he's got an internship for somebody down there this year between college, one of them big tech companies. Hey, come over here, you know, we'll, you know, so, I mean, but they just focus on that one. He does. He's not making 12 different bots to do 12 different things. He's, yeah. you know, and he improves on the, the version he's got. But not everyone has that technical capability like me. You see, remember when we started, I'm wearing headphones right now because I couldn't get my earbuds to connect. (laughs) Yeah. Brother Bob's technology level. (laughs) (laughs) So how does this work for me? How, how do you, how would bots work? Like me, for people like me, you know, well, it technically challenged for the technically challenged, um, for the technically challenged. I get it. I get it. Here's why I get it. When I was about the time I, I I went overseas as part of a uh, uh, my master's degree, uh, I got a master's degree in management information systems. I did not, and I do not know how to code. Um, there were they, you know, they took a look at my bachelor's degree, which was in theater. And they said, oh, you have no experience, but we really want you to be in this program. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you take extra coding classes to get your knowledge up there. And then you'll be able to take the master's level. And I said, I gulped and I said, okay, because I know, I know this ain't my strength. I have been in so many places, so many classes where I was like, I am so lost. I don't even know which way is up. I have no idea how I'm going to survive this. These people are talking so far above my head. 
that if I even show what I know, they're not going to come down to my level. I mean, <laughs> it was that bad, right? And uh, and so I say this to let you know that I've had those feelings too. Go to somebody who inspires you to teach you or to do it for you and help you understand what you need to to manage it. There are many beautiful, wonderful, trustworthy people out there. There are. There are also people who will take your money. Uh, That's another conversation. Uh, But there are places that will just sit down with you wherever you're at. Just sit down with you and, and talk to you about what do you understand? What can I help you understand? You know, how can I, you know, what can I demonstrate? How can I, I mean, I love teaching people. I have since I was six. Wow. Uh, I, I taught a bunch of kindergartners how to skate one day. Uh, you know, I was in first grade. I'm like, they're a grade lower. They look more scared than me. Let's hang out. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it, the technology is not necessarily the problem. And I will say this. I want to free everybody who's listening to this podcast, who has ever had a fear about using some technology and making everything blow up. I want to take away that fear from you right now. Are you ready, Bob? Ready? Okay. All right. (laughs) It ain't your fault. It's the way the stuff's built. Mm -hmm. Like, there are many, many th- things that people could do to make their programs and their software much more usable, like visible ways to exit something, like ways to undo something. There are there are super friendly softwares out there who let you do what you want to do. And then there are super unfriendly software pieces out there that you get you get into a thing and you're like, I'm so confused I cannot continue. Um those people built that thing and they didn't have user design people come in. It's not your fault that you don't understand. It's that engineers built that for engineers. Yeah. And while that's very popular, um, it's, it's not, you know, it's not consumer ready. Um, and so I just want to say, it's not your fault. Sometimes the people building the process think that it's so obvious to absolutely everybody else that they don't realize that if I got on there and I've got a degree and I can't figure out my way around, uh, you got a problem here, buddy. Um, so don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. You know, I'm going to date myself here, but uh, all right. My first computer was a Tandy 286. Yes. And I was working with an insurance company at the time. So, you know, you, plug in the five and a quarter inch disc to load the program, print out your, what you needed to do and, and all that. And I stuck it in and it was taking a long time. It was just sitting there flashing and stuff. So, you know, I said, okay. And it only downloaded like half of it. So I was like, okay. So I remember something about, you know, deleting that program, reloading it. So I hit control alt delete. And this Blurb came up, says, are you sure you want to erase everything on the hard drive? Yes. <laughs> I hit yes. And it did. And that 
<laughs> did not work the way I thought it was going to. <laughs> <laughs> the language barrier, right? Oh boy. And uh, so now the computer is only six months old. So I went back down to Radio Shack where I bought a Tandy computer from. I said, I need a, a manual to be able to reboot this. It goes, what kind of computer you got? I said, Tandy 286. Maybe it was a 186. I can't even remember. They said, oh, we don't support that anymore. So I just bought the computer six months ago. Yeah, we're uh, we're already up, you know, way up here. So how do I? So thank God someone was smart enough to write a book called MS-DOS for Dummies. (laughs) Yes. I took it home. Follow. Hold this button. Hold this button. Okay, with your toe, touch yeah. your nose, you know, all this stuff, right? And hit this button, and then start loading it back up. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. That was my first venture in don't hit a button when it's trying to say, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> right. Because it um, will do what you tell it to do. <laughs> well, and that just illustrates my point. Are you sure you want to delete everything on this hard drive? Look like English to you. Yeah. Uh, and you thought, oh, yeah, I want to get rid of this thing that's causing that me a problem. Yeah, but exactly. you didn't know that to the engineer that wrote that, it meant all of a sudden your hard drive <laughs> is going to become a ghost town. Tumbleweeds are the only thing that is going to be in here. It didn't have tumbleweeds in it. <laughs> tumbleweeds a tumbleweed would have been a gift at that point. Yeah. Um, the only thing left was is... this little cursor that would flash nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was... Oh, isn't that just the most, uh, I, that, that makes me afraid. It makes me afraid when I hear things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's hey, the, man. it's the language barrier. Uh, it's the language barrier that hopefully we can all learn how to learn how to cross. Um, but do not think that your that a program's inaccessibility and hard to work features are your fault. They never, never are. Never. Amen. And that's what makes Chat GPT so popular. You just yeah. type it in, it speaks English, and you know, uh, who knows what it's doing behind the scenes. But you know, but for me, it's like. Hello. Hi. How are you today? You know, I mean, <laughs> like a carry out a regular conversation. You know. Yeah. They type that into a regular computer. Hello. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, <laughs> like I'm bothering it or something. You know? <laughs> exactly. You've interrupted coffee time. That's yes. Right. That's right. Well, no, you are also a podcaster. You're the host of the Epic Engagement Adventure Podcast. Share a little bit about your podcast and how it helps you do what you do. Oh, I love my podcast so much. Um, Here's the crux of it. What I wanted to do was invite a bunch of like-minded entrepreneurs and coaches to come on, talk about, you know, first of all, why they do what they do, you know, kind of, uh, you know, more than what do you do, but why do you do what you do? What motivates you? What's the What's the coolest story you have uh, from your entrepreneurship? Everything. Give me some success stories. Everything. During the the show, probably about halfway, 15, 20 minutes in, I ask the same question every time. And that is, how do you engage your audience? To me, it's all about audience engagement. Whether you're marketing or whether you're doing service after the sale, 
keeping people involved, keeping them, you know, within the tribe is a huge deal for me. And so engaging people, I mean, that's, that's the watchword, right? How are you engaging your audience? I want my audience to to not only hear from me about how to engage their audience, I want them to hear from lots of people. It takes a village. Sometimes it's somebody else saying the same thing that somebody said three weeks ago, or maybe the same thing I said six months ago, but it finally hits. And so every week there's an opportunity to learn differently how somebody does their engagement, how somebody thinks about that framework in their business. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I agree wholeheartedly because, you know, just like today, you know, we're talking about bots and technology and stuff and, and someone is like, you know, it's all up here, but the way you related, like, Oh, sounds interesting. You know, I think, I think I should check this out. And they say, it's just, you know, other people have been sharing the same information, but just the way they put it. But if someone who is, let's say like, my grandsons, you know, would, you know, they know, no, don't put a semicolon here. It has to be a colon because, you know, otherwise it's going to go off in the nether, netherland or whatever. Okay. You know, one period here instead of, you know, a dash or something, you know, but to them, all that makes sense. So what we're talking about today is like, oh, that's so elementary, you know, type thing. But for someone like my age, it's like, okay, this makes sense. I, that's something might be, a, I could check into, you know, where, Everyone else is like, do, do, yeah. But yeah, what you said makes complete sense where they're hearing the same thing. And sometimes it takes 10, 12 times of hearing the same thing before it finally, oh, that's what that means type thing, you know, just like, you know, HTTPS colon slash slash, not one slash, but two slashes. But two slashes. (laughs) You can't put one because it won't work, you know, so it has to be two. And Make sure you got the colon in there, not a semicolon, you know, all these little things. After you do it a half a dozen times, like, okay, yeah, I got this down now. I can do this, you know, type of thing. Absolutely. Share with us one of the worst decisions you made in business and why it turned out bad. Okay. Absolutely. And this actually kind of wraps around to the the Cape story. Hmm. Um I came from uh, a corporate environment that I did not fit into very well. Um, but I was, I was making money. I had a steady paycheck. I had an engagement going on. Uh, you know, I was fiancéed to uh, Megan, uh, the lovely and talented Megan. And uh, gosh, I was in this, I felt like I couldn't let go of this corporate job, even though it was kind of killing me. I mean, it was, it was, you were just always expecting that phone call or that text in the middle of the night and you needed to get up and work. And it was, it was not a great space uh, for me particularly. And one day I saw an opportunity to make a change and I did it. And uh, one of the things that I really, that really frustrated me about the corporate environment was that I would say something and then I'd have 10 voices just immediately uh, override everything. And like, I wouldn't even get the sentence out most of the time. Um, and I would go to my boss about that and I'd say, Hey, you know, what can I do here? What am I, am I doing something wrong? And he said, be more aggressive, RJ. You have to be more aggressive to get your ideas heard. Um, and I'd be like, 
okay, here's a great big picture of me not doing that. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not an aggressive person. I, I'm not going to change my personality. Um, and so, yeah. So I got into doing my own thing. I hadn't, I hadn't discovered bots yet. I was basically kind of everybody's IT help desk, you know, and the worst piece of advice that I have ever been given about marketing comes from lots and lots of marketing gurus on the internet still saying the same thing today. If you hear you gotta you you gotta stuff their inbox every day, three times a week, five times a day. You gotta be in front of them. You gotta post five times a day. You gotta do this, you gotta do this. You gotta say these words or else SEO is never going to pick you up. And you can't say these words because then the algorithm is going to demote you and put you down and nobody's ever going to see you. You have to basically become a carbon copy of everybody else and spring into the world and try to be noticed over all of these other people that are all acting the same way. Mm -hmm. And you have to be more aggressive. So I had jumped literally frying pan right into the fire. I was being told that same thing. You can't win online unless you have an aggressive personality and unless you get in front of people's face and basically talk to them until they roll their eyes back into the head and slide down the wall and say, okay, could you just get off my back? Uh, I'll buy from you. Can you go away? <laughs> I There are so many people that are left behind by that whole mentality, but I fell yeah. for it. I fell yeah, for it. You 100%. hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. You know, do this, I fell this, for this it. like everybody else. Well, and, and I fell for it because these people had made money and I hadn't. Mm-hmm. And so what do I know? Here's what I know. You, there is a thumbprint of Robert Thibodeau. There's a thumbprint of RJ Redden. There's something unique about every single one of us that we were brought to the world to do, to accomplish, to, you know, whatever that might be in the way that we accomplish it. Many, many people coach technology and build bots for people, Mm -hmm. but no one does it like RJ Redden does it. (laughs) And me bringing my personal style to every single thing I do, bringing my brand to everything I do, offering, being vulnerable out there and offering my heart to people, even though I know some people will step on it because that is the way the world is. My business is so much better than it used to be. When I wore a polo to do my live stream every single day, because that's what you have to do, and I said the right words and I didn't say the other right words, I got zero it felt like I was screaming into a black hole. I got zero for my efforts. When I finally went, love me, hate me, do whatever you want, but I'm going to get out there with my message and I'm going to go attract my people because yeah. they're out there. Amen. And I did that. My whole business turned around. Amen. Amen. RJ, this has been so interesting. Uh, if someone wanted to reach out to you, get more information, ask a question, maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Get in touch with me. It's super, super simple. Meetrj.com. 
Okay. Uh, if you hit up meetrj.com, you will get my calendar. It'll come up with a ninja strategy session. We use those strategy sessions to talk about anything. And I would love to talk to you. I'd love to talk to you, help you understand if, if you know, AI is, is weird and you, you want somebody to, to explain it to you. Uh, I will chat with you about doing an interview. I might chat with you about doing an interview on my show mm-hmm. or join in my tribe. I mean... There are so many possibilities. If what you have heard has resonated with you, take some action on it. Don't wait. Just hit up meetrj.com and we'll be chatting in no time. Amen. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Praise the Lord. Folks, RJ Redden, she's a real deal. I mean, you heard it. I mean, I love how she captures your attention, holds it, and blesses you with the information you're seeking as it comes to using technology to further your business or whatever the case may be. You need to reach out and get in touch with RJ and see how she can help you to grow your business in ways that right now you can't even imagine. She may have you wearing a cape and goggles here pretty soon. Who knows if that's what, but if that's what it takes to be successful, if that's what it takes for your tribe to resonate with you, why not do it? Don't put on a polo shirt and be like everybody else that, that as she was explaining. Amen. Drop down the show notes, click the links right there to get in touch with RJ Redden right now. Amen. RJ, thank you so much for coming on the program today and sharing all about Black Belt Bots and all that you're doing. I do appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. I think this is an awesome experience and uh, I just, I have a whole lot of love for you and your audience. Thanks for having me on. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today for RJ Red and myself. Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org.
Join the Faith Casters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faith Casters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faith caster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.